Welcome back to a life of a conspiracy theorist. I am your host, Derek. And a question that does get asked a lot of times is that, you know, with you being a believer in the, uh, in the scriptures of a Christian, what makes you think, or how do you know Bible prophecy is unfolding before your eyes? Now, it's a valid question. I, I try not to get too wrapped up into... Um, a lot of the Bible prophecies, prophecies and stuff, because a lot of people, you know, have done that. That set date, they said things and done things. It's just like, what? What are you thinking? You just really shouldn't be. You shouldn't be doing that. You should stick with it, keep it simple, stupid type of uh, mentality. But I will tell you something that really got me was that. Uh, I do believe in the scriptures, and I'm I'm one of those people that believe that they are absolutely um, exactly the way they're supposed to be. Um, they are the inherent word of God. Now, when Yah re- reveals things, He doesn't do things, you know, half-hearted or secretive. He 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 lets people know immediately. Hey, you know, this is happening there's not a lot you don't have to worry about a whole bunch of guesswork into it so i always was you know i looked at the fact that a lot of people said well israel became a nation and with israel became a nation that's when the bible prophecy started of end time prophecies well as i got into bible prophecy and learning of the ancient text i recognized that there are certain credentials or certain things that for a Bible prophecy to be fulfilled has to follow, and Israel becoming a nation is not the Israel as a nation that is been done by the one true God, Yahweh, Yahuwah, Yah, through his son Jesus Christ, because it says that he will be the one that brings all his people back from all the nations and will establish his um, relationship and his covenant and everything will be with the with the Israelites and all of the tribes of Israel will come back together so when I sit there and I would say okay well it's interesting because you know a lot of people Bible preachers are sitting there telling people that hey Israel become a nation that means that we're in end times events but I look at it, to be honest with you, is that I look at it from the standpoint that um, there is a verse or a scripture that comes out of the book of Revelation that I've always looked at and was like, okay, um, uh, what does this actually mean? Because it's something that's always been very perplexing and confusing because it's mentioned twice in the book of Revelation. It's mentioned in second chapter and also it's re-mentioned in the third chapter and it comes in verse 9 it says I know your tribulation and your poverty but you are rich and the splendor of those who say they are Jews and are not but of the synagogue of Satan it's saying that there's going to be a group of people they're going to claim that they are actually Jews they're going to claim that they are Israelites, or they're, that well, they don't even, and that, and that they're going to say that, and they're going to take over 
Israel, and and you know the world's going to look at them as being, you know, uh, Jews, but they are going to be the synagogue of Satan. Now, a lot of people have said, well, that has to do with uh, the Muslims and them being uh, in Israel and taking it. They were the synagogue of Satan. Well, no, no, they they uh, they didn't try and uh, reestablish the nation. You uh, you know um, at that time because. Uh, you you could see even in Mark Twain when he goes, you know, so many people make um, say that it's so important uh, this land, but all it is is a desert. You know, why is there so much in this real estate? Why is there so much turmoil or so much have been fought over for this real estate, which is nothing but a desert? And so. This here always let, let, let me knew, know is that there was going to be a time in which some people, whomever they may have been, and I didn't ever think of it till you know, we're going to get into Damascus, and this is where it really came to me, like, hit me between the eyes, is that it says that, you know, the synagogue of Satan, and then it reiterates this in the third chapter, also at verse 9, and uh, and it goes on and it says, you know, uh, behold, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not but a lie. Behold, I will make them come and bow down before your feet. They will learn that I have loved you. Now, it means that the ones that are claiming to be Jews are really the synagogue of Satan. And with that being the synagogue of Satan, these are not the true Israelites, the true Hebrews, the true children um, of the Most High God. And so with this, you have the synagogue of Satan. Now, before anybody comes and says you're being anti-Zion and all this, I am not. I think that everyone, you know, the ones that are in Israel right now, I'm not saying that everyone that's there is, is um of the synagogue of Satan. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it says that they are not going to be the the ones in which Yah brings back to Israel. When he brings back the tribes of Israel and brings them back to the promised land. The other thing that, that stands out to me too is the fact that you take a look at Israel today and what it say? And this goes for a lot of you, the Christians, that believe that Israel is a nation and that, you know, we should never say anything bad about it. We should never say anything against them and we should always be in line with their politics, even how, you know, how bad they treat the Palestinians and stuff like this. So I look at it from the standpoint saying, wait a second, you know, we're Gentiles and um, we or not God. God does not need us to speak for him. He doesn't need us to do things for him or do things to make something happen. So when the United Nations was founded and created Israel's a new nation, it really was a a part that caused so much turmoil in the Middle East. And the thing is is that Israel 
isn't as big as what was promised to Abraham. And when God is going to be the one that brings back his people to that land, it's going to be uh, in the boundaries that were created by Abraham through that covenant, through that wall, through him going through there. So right now, you take a look at it spiritually. Let's just take a look at it spiritually. Is Does Israel believe in the one Messiah? Do they believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah? Do they believe that he is the Son of God? Do they believe that he is the Messiah that was prophesied and was taught to by and told to us by the prophet Moses that he is the prophet in whom we should obey, that he is the one that we should look to, he's the one that we should emulate. Do they believe that? Some do. Some do not. Some don't believe at all. Matter of fact, a lot of people don't realize this, but um, there is more, what you could say is atheist live in Israel than in a lot of other places around the world. That is one of the, you know, a democracy, but it has a, it has more unbelieving people than any other democracy in the world, which is rather interesting. It means that, you know, they don't, people don't associate themselves as being religious. So, when I see this, and I'm seeing that, you know, it says the synagogue is Satan, I go, well, this has got to be something that's spiritual. If we take a look at it from it being spiritual, we recognize that Israel today does not match up to the Israel that Yah is going to bring back to the promised land. It's just, they're just not going to, it's just not the same. There's a lot of things that, that don't work. That doesn't mean that everyone there is Satanist or anything like that. I'm just saying that we as mankind have created this. And I believe that in the way you've had this manipulation through the Rothschilds and through others and the global banks that has made people say that whatever they do in Israel, whatever the Jews do, is okay, because of what happened to them through the Holocaust, and because they're allowed to do what they're supposed to do, because they're God's chosen people, and that means they're exempt from doing what I believe is, uh, you know, just the common courtesy, decent human side of things, is that instead of making war, helping one another, not, you know, not sitting here and fighting over ideology, but try and make the world a better place, because it says that they will be a beacon, that they will be a people that will bring the Gentiles to Yah, that they're going to be his priesthood. So do we see that right now in Israel? Do we see that they are the priesthood of the world? No. So right now with that, you can't say that Israel becoming a nation in the 1948-1949, that that was Bible prophecy being fulfilled. 
because it really wasn't. It was man-made. Now, the interesting thing is, is that anytime we take a look at man interfering in God's plan, you go back to Abraham and you go with Sarah. Sarah believes she's too old to be able to have a child. And so what does she do? She gives the Egyptian slave girl to Abraham and then he has Ishmael and God says he has to give the promise to him but it's not him it's going to be the, the child through Sarah but Sarah being human felt that she needed to help God along and I kind of look at it the same way with how Christians pushed for Israel to become a nation is we were trying to help along a Bible prophecy thinking we're going to help fulfill that Bible prophecy but the truth of the matter is we're not fulfilling the Bible prophecy we're actually hindering the Bible prophecy because in all honesty when man tries to um, influence or help in their own way, help God along as if God needs our assistance to do the things that's in his plan when he's created everything and everything fits in his plan I don't think he really needs us to help him along, he, he can take care of himself he has before he ever created us but we do see or I do see in a thing where Bible prophecy comes and happens um, in a time I did not think would. There's a scripture that comes in the book of Isaiah, which is chapter uh, 17. Um, it says, an oracle concerning Damascus. Now, Damascus is in Syria. And I know a lot of people are like, well, that doesn't have anything to do, you know, that's not Israel. We're talking about Israel in the synagogue of Satan. No, I'm talking about how Bible prophecy will unfold in its own time. And I had always looked at Isaiah 17 and said, okay, and an oracle concerning Damascus. Behold, Damascus will cease to be a city and will become a heap of ruins. And for me, I was like, Damascus is one of the oldest cities. It got, you know, kind of taken over and, and uh, ransacked in, I think it was 700, 732 or 738. Um, and it was, you know, it was during that time had been slightly, you know, destroyed, but it became, it still wasn't a ruinous heap. If you take a look at Damascus and what has happened to it after um, you have the United States ends up bombing Syria and Damascus literally becomes a ruinous heap which causes people to flee from Damascus to go into other nations to find sanctuary outside of Damascus because Damascus has become a literal heap of ruin and they've tried to start to rebuild some today but it still is a ruinous 
repeat. It's never going to be like it was. And in all honesty, you're not having people really coming back to um, back to, uh, to, to Syria to repopulate Damascus. They're not, you know, people are not coming back um, to really rebuild. They, they've, they've moved on. They're in a secure area. They feel safe where they have been, allowed to go to those countries, allowed them to come in. So, in all honesty, Damascus is, is essentially being what Bible prophecy said it would be is a ruin of peace. But one thing that I do notice is that every time we turn around and we think that we're going to have you doing, that's my baby boy, uh, Cringer. He's our new little orange kitty that we have. But whenever you sit there and you think that mankind is to sit there and make it where um, we help God alone, that's not necessarily what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to have our time of relationship and work with the Lord and follow the Lord and have our own, yeah, I know, right? Have our own relationship with Him. That He doesn't need us to do things to make His prophecies happen. But I do believe, personally speaking, as I'm coming to a close, I do believe that Israel today is not the Israel that is being taught by um, a lot of the mega churches. Israel is not the nation that Yah has brought back together. And in doing so spiritually, spiritually, um, in the land of Israel, we have the spirit of the synagogue of Satan there. But it's not following the one true Messiah, Yahushua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ. These are just my thoughts. If you want to take a look at some other Bible prophecies for yourself, I challenge you to read the book of Matthew, chapter 24. Interesting how Jesus Christ, Yahushua, really just spells out everything to us in order of how end time events will take place. As always, please pay attention to your surroundings because you never know what lies in the corner. I'm Derek in the Life of Conspiracy Theories. Hope to hear you on the next one. Bye, guys. Thank you.